Kama. It means holy worship. Join me, your host, Robert Randall, as we delve into biblical instrumentation and music history to discover the sounds behind the words of our Savior, Yeshua Messiah. Yeshua Messiah. Good morning, family in Jesus Christ. Welcome to another show of Kadoshika, Holy Worship, unpacking the understanding of biblical instrumentation as well as the cultural perspectives of Hebraic and Greek thought on music. Today, we're going to be looking at the strings, the various string instruments that Scripture speaks of. Keep in mind, once again, that most of our origins of these instruments based on their linguistic and cultural perceptions on scholarship is highly debated. We need to be open-minded with some objective agnosticism, just knowing that there are things that we do not know that are lost to history. When I say healthy agnosticism, brethren, please understand that I am in no way questioning the perfect word of God, the Ruach HaKodesh that dwells in our flesh, our Holy Spirit and the Bible that we hold today. We are to question the history and the scholarship of men and understand that there is some agnosticism, things that man does not know in light of his scrutiny of Scripture. That being said, let's delve into this. Our first instrument today is the kinor. In Greek, the term for this instrument would be arpa. Now, traditionally, this instrument has a slender curve, and it can be held or it can be uh, laid down flat depending on its structure and played with your fingers very much like a guitar or plucked with a quill bone plectrum, a small slender staff that would allow you to pluck the strings, very much akin to what we would consider an ancient guitar pick. The frame of the instrument was made from baroche or almug wood, as recorded in 1 Kings 10 verse 12. And the king made of the almug trees pillars for the house of Jehovah, and for the king's house, kinors, harps also, and psalteries for singers. The father of the kinor is mentioned in Bereshith, Genesis 4, verse 21. And his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such that handle the kinor and the ugab or the organ. Here, scripture clearly shows Jubal to be the first inventor of musical instruments. On a side note, Jubal, one of Cain's descendants, and his brother, Jabal, in verse 20 of the same chapter, are depicted as ritualistic characters within the Master Masonic degree of the Blue Lodge in Freemasonry, though their professions are changed to that of temple architects. While it is debated as to its identity due to its similar shape as that of a lyre, we know for certain about its function when played. First Chronicles 16, verses 4 through 6. Reading again from Blue Letter Bible Hebrew Names Version, speaking of David, the text says, He appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the Ark of Yehovah, 
and to celebrate and to thank and praise Jehovah, the God of Israel. Asaph, the chief, and the second to him, Zechariah, Yarael, and Shemariamot, and Yechael, and Metalael, and, and Eliav, and Benayah, and Obed-Edom, and Yeael, with psalteries, with harps, and Asaph with cymbals, sounding aloud, and Benayah and Yechaziel, at the Kohanim, with trumpets, continually before the Ark of the Covenant. Here we see the a description of the kinor used in religious ceremonial procession by the Levites before the Ark of the Covenant. The kinor was mainly used in religious functions or in psalms. Uh, George Leo, Leo Hydock, uh circa A.D. 1849, comments, Zacharias, at the head of the second band, these played the, the Nebel and kinor, as the women did not sing in the tabernacle. Uh, to our notice of a conductor and uh, within the procession. Not only was it used in religious function, but in moments of joy and praise, and one's spiritual healing. Music has medicinal purposes for people and nations. The nation of Tyre, while playing and singing with a kinor, is healed. Yeshiahu Isaiah 23, verses 15 through 18, describes the nation of Tyre, singing its name back to life, after being ruled by a tyrant and forgotten for seventy years. Yeshiahu says, It shall come to pass in that day that Zor shall be forgotten seventy years according to the days of one king. After the end of seventy years it shall be to Zor, as in the song of the prostitute. Take a harp, go about the city, you prostitute, that has been forgotten. Make sweet melody, sing many songs, that you may be remembered. It shall happen after the end of seventy years that Yehovah will visit Zor, and she shall return to her hire, and shall play the prostitute with all the kingdoms of the world on the surface of the arets of the earth. Her merchandise and her hire shall be holiness to Yehovah. It shall not be treasured nor laid up, for her merchandise shall be for those who dwell before Yehovah, to eat sufficiently and for durable clothing. On a personal level, we see David using music to cure King Saul. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit was upon Saul, king of Israel, that David took a kinor. And so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. 1 Samuel 16, verse 23. Several church fathers comment on this passage. Some of these truths might make some passing impression, even on the midst of Saul. And the devil could not bear to hear the praises of God. St. Augustine said, Nothing can equal the divine harmony of those sublime truths which are contained in the Psalms of David, and nothing can so powerfully contribute to drive away the spirit of pride from our hearts and awaken them to the voice of heaven. Reeve says, The melody of David's harp, as some of the fathers remark, represents their sweet and engaging demeanor, which should be distinguished 
the peaceful ministers of the gospel, whether they strive to ally the rage or dispel the fears of a troubled mind. The Kenor also expresses the sorrow of the Hebrew people during their 70-year captivity in ancient Babylon, so that the land of Israel would have its Sabbath rests. By the rivers of Babylon there we sat down. Yes, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our kinors, harps, upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive requested of a song, and they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing Yehovah's song in a strange land? Psalm 137, verses 1 through 4. Augustine of Hippo, circa AD 430, says of verse 2 of this psalm, On the willows in the midst thereof we hung our instruments of music. Verse 2. The citizens of Jerusalem, their instruments of music, God's scriptures, God's commands, God's promises, meditation on the life to come. But while they are dwelling in Babylon, they hang their instruments. Willows are mournful trees, and here so placed that no good whatsoever can, can be understood of them. Elsewhere, perhaps, there may. Therefore, by deferring to apply the scriptures to them, we hang up our instruments of music upon the willows, for we hold them not worthy to carry our instruments. We do not, therefore, insert our instruments into them, and bind them to them, but defer to use them, and so hang them up, for the willows are the unfruitful trees of Babylon, fed by temporal pleasures, as by the waters of Babylon. The cultural evolution, as aforementioned, is debated to Egyptian reliefs uncovered at Thebes and Decca that depict a three-cornered trigon, while others debate the number of strings. Historian Fetis in his Historia Grammale de la Musique, volume 1, page 384, claims it has nine strings, while Dr. Jeb, uh, a tra literal translation of the Psalms, Longman's Dissertation 2, proves to be more valid linguistically and scripturally, citing 1 Chronicles 15.21, in reference to the word Shemaneth, the Hebrew number 7, specifying harps, played by the Levites as having seven strings. Just as the Greek Septuagint LXX provides the phrase Alamoth on the eighth, the eight-string instrument being the Nebel. Big difference here. The first century historian Josephus, Josephus gave his take, stating that the Kenor had ten strings and the Nebel twelve. He further stated that the Kenor was made from mixed metal called Electrum. Hydak, another scholar, agrees. The Septuagint frequently supplies strings, plural. Psalm 32, verse 2. They had guitars and presided over the eighth band of intone. All the bands formed four choirs, distinguished by their instruments, the cymbal, the bell, kinnor, and trumpets, which is cited by Kalmet. The case for the Kinor being a liar comes from Sir Gardner Wilkerson, stating in his work 
Manners and Customs of Ancient Egyptians, Volume 2, page 296, that a particular painting at a tomb depicts Asiatic foreigners wearing multicolored coats with their herds and instruments. Wilkerson says, The first figure is an Egyptian scribe who presents an account of their arrival to a person seated, the owner of the tomb, and one of the principal officers of the reigning pharaoh. The next, also an Egyptian, ushers them into his presence, and two advance bring presents, the wild goat, or ibex, and the gazelle. The productions of their country, four men, carrying bows and clubs, follow, leading an ass, on which two children are placed in panniers, accompanied by a boy and four women, and, last of all, another ass, laden with two men, one holding a bow and club, the other a lyre, which he plays with the plectrum. The lyre is rude and differs a little from those generally used in Egypt. The kassar, an Ethiopian harp, of similar build, with goat strings, a wooden frame, and a bone plectorum, like the kinor, some would argue it is from Assyria, pointing to the root kinroth, and the mention of kinors used by musicians like Laban the Assyrian in First Chronicles 16, verse 5. And he, Laban, appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of Jehovah, and to record and to thank Jehovah, God of Israel. Jael was sultries and kinors, but Asaph made a sound with cymbals, Beniah also, and Jehaziel, the priests with trumpets continually before the Ark of the Covenant of God. The evidence presented thus far seems to clearly indicate that the Kinor was of Hebrew origin, which is unfortunate because of the rendering of the nations depicting animus carvings and dedications to pagan deity. This is why it is likely that the Hebrews themselves influenced the nations around them. Other scriptures promoting the use of the Kinor in First Chronicles 25 verse 3 show that such harps were used as accompaniment in prophesying. Of Yedutun, the sons of Yedutun, Gedaliahu, and Tezrai, and Yeshiah, Heshaviah, and Mattiah, six under the hands of their father, Yedutun, with the harp who prophesied in giving thanks and praising Yehovah. The prophet Isaiah, 16, verses 7 and 11 proclaims judgment upon the city of Moab, making allusion to heart play. Biathries, women of an immoral character, even alluding to Israel as a harlot who can be remembered in song since their place is in a ruin and polluted with idolatry. The Nevi Yeshiahu, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 16, starting at verse 7, says, Therefore shall Moab wail for Moab. Everyone shall wail for the raisin cakes of Kirhadaset. Shall you mourn utterly stricken? For the fields of Heshbon languish, and the vine of Sivma. The lords of the nations have broken down the choice branches of it, which reached even unto Yazer, which wandered into the wilderness. Its shoots were spread abroad. They passed over the sea. Therefore I will weep with the weeping of Yazer for the vine of Sivma. I will water you with my tears, Heshbon and Elaleh, for on your summer fruits and on your harvest the battle shout is fallen. Gladness is taken away and joy out of the fruitful field, and in the vineyards there shall be no singing, neither joyful noise. Nobody shall tread out the wine presses. I have made the vintage shout to cease. 
why my heart sounds like a harp for Moab, and my inward parts for Keres. It shall happen when Moab presents himself, when he wearies himself on the high places, and shall come down to his sanctuary to pray, that he shall not prevail. This is the word that Yahovah spoke concerning Moab in times past. Scripture furthermore declares that we have songs of victory and mourning, where the kinor is used after times of war. Take a kinor, go about the city, thou harlot, that hast been forgotten, make sweet melody, sing many songs, that thou mayest be remembered. Isaiah 23:16. The people under Jehoshaphat, returning with joy to Jerusalem, after overcoming the Moabites, made joyful sounds with psalteries and kinors and trumpets. Second Chronicles 20, verse 28. Despite the debate of its subsequent evolution in origin, it is clear such an instrument amongst the Hebrews was kosher without animist carvings, and held a place of honor in times of victory, feast days, spiritual healing, and most importantly, prophetic worship and utterance. And in conclusion, I would like to state that I believe that the kinor was one of the few Hebraic instruments from the nation of Israel. And despite the number of strings that are debated amongst church fathers and scholars, it certainly has had an impact on the nations surrounding Israel that took Israel captive over the centuries. I invite you next week to tune in and join me as we continue our journey through exploring the strings within the Bible. To, uh, next week we'll be looking at the Nabel and the Nabel Azor. And so, until next time, please be a Berean with all readiness of mind. Acts 17.11, test everything according to Scripture. Do not believe anything that Robert Randall or any scholar with letters after their name tells you. Test everything. Finally, Father, I'd like to give you glory for today. Thank you for edifying the body of Messiah with this information. May they take it to heart. May they test it. May they do their own research and come to their own conclusions through the joys of music and the joys of studying your word and the song and notes behind your word. In Yeshua's name, amen. As with every episode, brethren, I conclude with a Davidic psalm. A Tehillim for your meditation. Tehillim, Psalm chapter 3. God protects his children. Yehovah, how they are increased that trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many there be who say of my soul, There is no help for him in God, Selah. You, O Yehovah, are a shield around me my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried unto Yehovah with my voice, and he heard me out of his Kadosh hill. I laid me down and slept, and I awakened, for Yehovah sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Yehovah, save me, O oh, my El, Yeshua, salvation belongs unto Yehovah. Your blessing is upon your people. When you are a child of God, the Lord protects you, especially when you are in trouble. 
When you cry out to the Lord in prayer, He hears and makes a shield around you. Truly, your salvation is from Yehovah. He is the one who will always rescue you and bless you. Lay hold of Elohim's salvation and his blessings. Remember in your daily worship and meditation to make a joyful noise unto Yeshua and to praise him with all your heart and love him. And now, if you'd like to contact me and leave some comments or ask some questions about the show, here's some contact information. If you'd like to find out more about your host, you can go to my official website at robertrandallmusic.com where you can read my bio and see the various projects that I've worked on for uh, With One Accord Ministries, as well as listen to my albums. My first album, That Perfect Moment, a solo piano relaxing album with background orchestration of original composition works, an EP, as well as my second album, which is a classical piano album called A Classical Baroque Musician, featuring some of the most well-known beloved classical pieces from three genres of classical composers, including Beethoven, Bach, Mozart, and Chopin. You can also find me on social music media on Soundbirth app, which allows musicians to collaborate as well as promote their music on Spotify and YouTube and get advice from music managers on how to better their craft and their, uh, their ability to be a better musician. You can also find me on bandlab.com at Robert Randall Music. You can also find me on soundtrap.com or the Soundtrap app. Robert Randall Music. Soundtrap is a digital audio workstation allowing for aspiring musicians to create audio content via loops or through live instruments, as well as connect with musicians all over the globe on the Skype platform and the chat platform to create works of art in music, as well as podcast content creation for distribution on the Spotify platform. Whether you're a solo musician, a band, or an aspiring content creator, Soundtrap is the platform for you. Also, if you're an educator wanting to teach your class using the creative arts, Soundtrap is also a great way to teach your students in a very fun and creative environment. Finally, brethren, we are not here without your precious prayers and financial support. To Hebrew Nation Radio, Intervision FM, and our podcast providers. Hebrew Nation Radio is a 501c3 ministry, a radio broadcast, and a bookstore delivering the gospel of salvation through Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom prophetically for our name, destiny, calling in the body of Christendom, and delivering the Torah to the nations to those curious about the Hebraic roots of the Christian faith. Hebrew Nation Radio, building a nation, not a denomination, now reaches a million visitors every day on HebrewNationOnline.com, on the Hebrew Nation app, as well as on the Hebrew Nation Online podcast and the newest engagement in our Mighty Network's Hebrew Nation Online community. We'd like to thank Roland and the crew for all that they've done to support Holy Worship. You can also listen to Holy Worship as an individual podcast on whatever podcast platform that you get your podcast provided on. If you enjoy Holy Worship, the music of the Bible, please consider making a donation at the link included at every podcast description of every episode on the podcast to keep us going with our podcast provider on Anchor.fm. We'd also like to thank Johnny Johnson and crew at Intervision.fm 
for also broadcasting our podcast every Friday at 5.30 p.m. on intervision.fm. Intervision.fm is an online radio station broadcasting us on KINV-DB Internet Radio on Live 365 on the 365 app and website for Internet Radio. Intervision FM recently won the 2021 Denver Honoree of of the Mayor's Award for Excellence in the, the Arts and Culture. And that has been an award that's been presented since 1986. You can find Johnny Johnson and crew on YouTube or on various Denver TV networks as well as on intervision.fm and uh, listen to their radio station and watch their YouTube show as well every Wednesday. Thank you so much, uh, guys, for allowing Holy Worship to be broadcast on Intervision FM. It is a unique opportunity as well for those who are in the blind and visually impaired community and those with uh, various disabilities to be able to learn the ability to broadcast their content, be it music or podcasting, on online radio. And Intervision FM works with its mission to educate people with disabilities to have a voice uh, in the Denver community. So we thank Intervision FM for all that they're doing, uh, especially for someone who resonates with their vision to help people with disabilities to have a voice, uh, not only for the gospel of Christ, but for those seeking to have a voice through the soul and, and operation of music. And thank you, everyone, for listening today, and I hope that you have a blessed Sabbath. And until next time, I'm Robert Randall, signing out. Be blessed, everyone.